Hey, man. Thank you. Can you guys hear me okay? Let's put this down. I'm just going to move some things around. John is out today, and so he asked me to step in and uh, share a message with you. Jamie, we're okay for sound? Yep. Okay, I got the thumbs up there. Uh, hey, New City. You can see how it's possible for us to drift a little bit away uh, from our journey uh, to be more like Jesus, following the patterns of the world and forgetting the parts of humanity that keep us connected and grounded. We should be merciful and show compassion even when we encounter people um, who are different from us. But there's good news. Even though we drift a little bit away, uh, Jesus can still bring us back. So in the story, Jesus is invited to the house of a Pharisee, uh, Simon. I read something about the uh, cultural context where there would be uh, sort of a lower table uh, in the middle of the room, and then the guests would sort of recline with their heads towards the table and then their feet towards the outer perimeter. Uh, the guests would all be sort of around the feet of the, the uh, um, those who were reclining at the table. And then there would be other people who would be walking in and out uh, and they would uh, sometimes just be standing on the perimeter of those who were uh, reclining at the table. A woman uh, shows up. Uh, it appears that she's not a formally invited guest, and she, tends, she, she ends up standing uh, right at the feet of Jesus. She, she has this perfume uh, that she purchased and brought along that she's about to anoint him with. But then somehow she becomes overcome with emotion, and she begins to weep and weep and weep. And her tears start to drip and fall directly on the feet of Jesus. And then she has to bend down and she takes her hair out and then she wipes his feet clean and then she kisses his feet and she takes this expensive perfume and then she puts it on his feet. It's very poetic. The story, however, takes a turn when Simon says something to himself. He shares a few thoughts. In verse 39, Simon says, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Dear Simon, when Simon makes this statement, he also opens up a few of his own assumptions. He's doing a couple things with his words here. He's really saying Jesus is probably not a prophet. Because if he was a prophet, he would know who this woman is. And then he would treat her the way that she should be treated and not allow her to do this act, this lavish act that she was conducting. Simon is partially correct. There are a few things culturally that would be deemed uh, offensive. Uh, she is a sinful woman. She's known as a sinful woman. and. Uh, from some of the research, it says that her lifestyle was very sinful, and she gained income from that. And so using that income, being a sinful woman, and performing this anointing could be deemed offensive. Simon is also saying that he presumes to know her. And I'm not sure if that's like he knows her personally, or he knows her by just reputation. Dear Simon, I found out this summer that I am a little bit like Simon. 
I was uh, looking online to buy a used bike. I was trying to upgrade my bike. And I sort of stumbled into this uh, availability of used bikes. And I, I took on this side hustle as being a uh, person who flips bikes. So I started buying bikes in one market, fixing them up, selling them in another market, buying broken bikes that were clearly broken, buying parts, fixing them up, and selling them. And so I started after 25 or 30 bikes, I started to develop this pattern of sort of thinking I knew the type of buyer who would purchase a bike, used bike on Craigslist, or the type of buyer who would buy a bike on Facebook Marketplace. And I found out that I was dead wrong, just like Simon. I thought I knew these buyers, but I didn't. Uh, some of the people who I was communicating with to buy used bikes uh, would be trying to squeeze like five bucks or ten bucks out of the price I was listing. And I thought, oh, these people are really trying to, they really need a deal. And so I would just accommodate. Then when I went to uh, meet them, uh, for them to pick up the bike, they rolled up in uh, brand new SUVs. Or other people who were saying, please, please, just wait until Sunday. I will have the money and I will meet you on Sunday. I can't right now. So I would you know, accommodate their request and wait until Sunday and meet them. And then uh, they would show up with nice cars, very well dressed, like they just came from their corporate jobs. And they would still be critiquing the bike like they were uh, bike shop owners and still try to squeeze out a dollar or two from the price. So like Simon, he says, Jesus knew who this woman was. He's presuming he knows who she is. I was doing the same thing. I thought a person who buys a bike through Craigslist is a certain kind of person. I was dead wrong. Jesus responds to Simon by telling him this story. And I believe he was telling me the story too. Uh, about debts and forgiveness. In verses 41 through 43, he says, two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts for both. Jesus asked Simon, which one of them would love the forgiver more? And Simon gets the answer right. He says, the one who had the larger debt. Dear Simon, Simon reminds me of someone who's very focused on doing things right, doing things as expected of him and doing enough to maintain his status. But Jesus says to him, you didn't give me water for my feet. You did not give me a kiss. You did not put oil on my head. So it seems like Simon is just doing enough to invite Jesus to his dinner party but he's forgotten about all these additional things that he could be doing. I wonder if Simon was known for throwing dinner parties. I wonder what was in his heart when he extended the invitation to Jesus. Was he having these dinners for self-seeking purposes? I wonder. New City, are we a bit like Simon? Do we do things where we're the ones who are ultimately served? Do we associate with important people? Do we 
strive to do the things that will bring us attention? Do we drive the right cars? Have the perfect houses? Go on impressive vacations for that perfect shot for our perfect online profiles? Do we do that? And does any of this sound familiar? I think it should because John has been preaching about this for at least a year now. We do a lot of these things to serve this outer image that we've built up so well, so craftfully, and now we have to maintain it. I heard this story about Edina residents recently where people would not disclose their COVID-19 status because they were afraid of what it would do to their reputations. How far can you drift to do something like that? But we can. We can start drifting away when we think we know this woman and that man. Like Simon, this woman's a sinner and should be treated like one. We can really drift away when we think we know that woman. We can miss celebrating her and miss celebrating her as a first in being selected as a VP candidate. When we think we know that man, we won't believe him when he says, I can't breathe. Let's go back to Simon. The woman in our story uh, is the person in the analogy that was forgiven much and loved much. She loved very lavishly. She's the one who washed Jesus' feet with her tears. She is the one who did not stop kissing his feet. She is the one who placed perfume on his feet. Simon is interpreting his environment with what he knows to be culturally appropriate. Just as he needs to hear the story about forgiveness of debts and how to love out of your forgiveness, we too need that revelation. And that can bring us back to have the compassion and mercy for others, despite the norms of culture. In this time of this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we have a lot of time with each other, a lot of time with our families. Let's take the advice of Jesus and just take a minute and think about how we look at other people. And then question the things that we take for granted. So as we go out this week, uh, let's devote ourselves to pray regularly, read the word, and ask Jesus to guide us to change our hearts, to make us more like him. We may drift a bit, but Jesus can always bring us back. Amen.